Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center for our Bible study today, Wednesday, February the 1st. Hallelujah. The time is moving. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for the time for to come to you and to lift up your name in studying your word. Father, we just bless you. We just thank you for a new year. We thank you for being a good God all the time. Father, we just ask you to open our eyes and ears and our heart to hear what it is that you have to say to us today as we go forth today in your name, Jesus. Amen. So this is Pastor Ted Payton. I will be with you for the next 30 minutes or so with our Bible study. And tonight I just want to talk about worship. I want to talk about worship. And the Bible says that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, when we talk about in spirit, when we talk about in spirit, what does that mean? Because I would sit in the pew from time to time, even um, you sit in church and you listen to messages, and you say, well, in the spirit, what do you mean by in the spirit and in truth? What, how do you be in the spirit? Is being in the spirit some spooky feeling or some kind of cheer bump thing that I would experience? So what is that? What is in the spirit? Well, let's go to the Bible. I think that's in John. I believe that scripture is in John uh, the 24th chapter, I believe it is. This was an experience where Jesus was sitting, and he was talking to the woman at the well, and they were having this conversation. So let's go there. Let's go to that particular conversation and uh, see what is going on there. In other words, Jesus and the disciples, they were traveling, and he had came to the Samaritan city. Of course, he was there at the well, and he's at the well, and he meets this lady at the well. And, of course, uh, the disciples, you know, they get upset when we talk about, uh, you know, Jesus speaking to this lady because in that day, these people, they did not uh, interact. They did not have conversations. You know, they... Um, it's, it's like a society. You have people that was not totally Jews. So Samaritan, they were like half-breed, so to speak. So to be caught talking to someone, uh, that was a no-no. And, and you know, uh, you just don't do that. I'm doing the scripture right now. I'm looking it up, so I'm just kind of like delaying. Okay, in John 4, 20, John the 4th chapter, let's go there, John the 4th chapter. And you just you just don't talk to someone like that. That's like 
being from some region of the country, you know, these people, you know, have these community of people, they may be Europeans and these are not Europeans. You just don't talk. You just don't have anything going on there. But let's just go to this particular chapter. Let's take a look at what's going on here and just read and just talk about that. This is in in John, the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. And this is where Jesus is going into Galilee. And uh, and he meets the Samaritan woman. And and we'll talk about that. And let's just start at the first verse and go from there. It says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, through though Jesus himself, Baptized not, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Okay, now this is where Jesus is going to meet the Samaritan woman. Verse 4. And he must needs go through Samaria. And he must needs go through Samaria. Verse 5. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being winnier, that means he was tired with his journey, sat thus on the wall, on the well. And it was about six, the sixth hour, the sixth hour. That's like 12 o'clock noon. That's in the middle of the day. Verse 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat or to get food. They were hungry, so they said, He's going to wait there. You're going to get some food. So they were gone. Verse 9. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou, being a Jew, act this drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, Thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. Verse 11, the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. For whence then hast thou that living water? In other words, this well is deep. You even got nothing to draw the water with. How are you going to give me water? Verse 12, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. The natural water, that is. Shall thirst again. Verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him 
a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now listen to that. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the Living Translation and read verses 13 and 14 in the Living Translation. It's going to be the Gospel of John. And we're going to go to the Living Bible and we're going to read the Living Translation. And what this does, it says it in a language or in a way that is more modern today that may be more uh, easier to understand by many. So let's go to the Living Translation. Let's read uh, verse 13, uh, 4 and 13, and it says this. Jesus replied, People soon become thirsty again after drinking this water, speaking of the well water, but the water I give them takes away thirst altogether. It becomes a perpetual spring within them, giving them eternal life. Giving them eternal life. Now, it goes on to say, the woman in verse 15, it says, The woman says unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Now, she's thinking that he's talking about this water in the well, and let's go on to see what happens here. Jesus goes, and uh, he he talked to her about her husband. He, in verse 16, Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. Now, Jesus is telling the lady, she's acting with the word. He said, well, go tell your husband and, and, and come back. And the woman said what? The woman answered and said to him, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband. Verse 18, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saith thou truly. Jesus said, you've had five, and the one you're with now is not yours. Verse 19, the woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Verse 20, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Verse 21, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and this is where we're going, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The hour cometh and now is. God is a now God. Everything with God is now. The hours cometh and now is. Now is that time. He is here. 
that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit. In spirit means that with the whole soul, mind, and feelings, and emotions, and desires, not bodily fatigued in journeying to some temple. But in spirit means that every part of our being will be involved in seeking after God. In spirit. In spirit. But in spirit without the truth. But what about the truth part? The truth part would be that part that's in harmony with the full, revealed, and attested truth. Not in fallacies or controversies, ceremonies or rituals and offerings, but the revealed word, the truth of God's word. The truth of God's word. Because when we talk about worship, worship has to do with understanding and seeking to understand who God really is. And when we get born again, we are really taking God's word for what he says because the Bible says that they that come to him must first believe that he is. We're taking God's word or taking God at his word for what he say about himself as to what he say he is because the Bible says that when we seek him, we'll find him. And he says that we can only come to him if he draw us. And he says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. So when you come to God, and you trust what he says in his word. You're going to confess that he is who he say he is. Then you're doing that by faith. Now, that is an act of faith because what you're saying is, uh, Lord, you said in your word that you were uh, the God and you can forgive sin and you can have taken away the sin of this world and I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are who you say you are, then I am born again. Well, you're trusting God at his word to do that, and from that point, from that point that we accept Christ, I believe that it is our duty to spend the remaining years of our life seeking after God because seeking God is an endless task. Because God is so vast that the more we find out about him, the more we want to know about him. And the more we want to know about him, the more we will seek him. And the more we seek him, and it is a vicious circle. And it continues and continues because God is endless. He is so vast. And the more we know about him, then we can begin to know about ourselves because we were made in his image. And the way to get to know God is by his word. First of all, he said some things in his word, and he said that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, because the fact is we are human beings made up of three parts that we can identify, and that's made up of our physical body, which that's not hard to find, touch, feel, see uh, a body. But we have our physical body, then we have our mind, our intellect, that part of us that is our mind, will, and emotion, that soul part of us. That's the part of us that think. That's the part of us that reason. 
And then we have that spirit part of us, that part of us that lives. The spirit part of us is that part of us that when God took the dust of the ground and he put it in his hand and he blew in the dust of the ground, his life, that is our spirit part of us. That means that we work, we come from the earth, the dirt of the earth, the dust of the ground. That's what we were. Without God blowing breath into us, we would still be that lifeless object that God molded into his hand. So in spirit means that God relates to us by his spirit. Even though in order to worship God, we do involve all of our faculties. We involve our mind, will, and emotion. We involve our physical body. Because we are doing in our physical body, our mind, will, and emotions, we are doing something by faith that says that there's more to us than what one can see. And that's the part of us that is invisible, that part of us that is the real us, that spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. With our physical body, we get to carry out what truth is in God's word. And the Bible says some things about what God desires for us to do. To worship him means to give reverence to, to acknowledge. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct us as we acknowledge God. And as we lend ourselves to the meditation of his word and getting to know his word, then that feeds our physical man, our spirit man. Now, when the lady at the well began to reference the water, and Jesus said something to the effect that this water that I will give you, not only will it quench your thirst, but it will be a water in you that will bubble up like a reservoir. It will be like a river of flowing water that will continue to bubble up in you. And how does that happen? It's just like when you go out to a pump and you begin to uh, pump in the countryside where you have a pump and you have to prime the pump to get the water to flow. And what you do is you add a little water that you have. You add a little water you begin to prime the pump. You always save a little water in a little cup or bucket or something like that because you want to prime the pump, have water to prime the pump with. And then you get it to go and the water begins to flow. So in us, as we begin to worship God, as we begin to meditate on God, as we begin to open our mouths and reverence God, as we began to do that, the Bible says something about we should stir up the gift in us. The gift of what? The gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of that living water that God has given us. As we begin to stir that up, and how do you stir it up? You stir it up by reciting back to God what God has said about himself. When God tells us who he is, when God tells us how awesome he is, when God tells us how a loving God he is, as we begin to give back to God what he has told us about himself, as we begin to tell God about himself, as David did, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, as David did, as he began to just say things unto the Lord, where did David get that from? Well, see, David was a worshiper. And what David did was as he attended the flock, the sheep, 
out in the fields at night and day, and he stayed out there to take care of the family's stock, the sheep, as he did that. All that time that he had while he watched over the sheep, he ministered unto the Lord. He, he got to know God. And that's likened unto us going into a place, a closet, our closet, our place where we go and we spend time and we call on the name of the Lord. That's like us going into our own little private place and began to just worship God, began to just lift our hand, lift our voice, lift our mind, turn all of our energy into who God is. And began to open our mouth and recite the word. Give God back to him what he's put in us. As we begin to do that, then it stirs up the gifting in us, that word that is in us. And as it began to bubble, then we are now have our pump primed. And the water will begin to flow. It will begin to flow to the degree that now we've got the well primed and pumped and the water began to flow. And as the presence of God began to fill our hearts, that's why the Bible says be filled with the Spirit, because when we are filled with the Spirit, that means that His Word is absolutely primary in our life. There's no room for anything else. That's why the Bible says that when you walk in the Spirit, you cannot and you will not and you will absolutely not Fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why is that? Because when the when the when the anointing, when the flowing of the Holy Spirit in your life, when the water is bubbling up out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water out of your belly. When it is flowing up and when it is going forward, then you are full of God. When you are full of God, there is no room for anything else. And that's even as you go out throughout the day, as you go out and you begin to use the presence of God that is upon you because we need his power to live by. And as you use the power to live by, you have to kind of like get recharged. But even along the way, even as you drive a car, the battery is constantly being charged while you drive that car. So just because we're not in a private closet somewhere does not mean that we cannot continue to worship him. Why? Because as you drive a car, the battery is constantly being recharged. And that's the way our lives should be. When you talk about worship, when you talk about worship leaders, you know we did this class called the Heart and Soul of Praise and Worship some years ago, and we're bringing that back, and we're going to continue to teach that class and do seminars. But when you talk about the heart and soul of praise and worship, when you talk about the fact that, you know, you are a worship leader. Now, what you should see in worship leaders, and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, it depends. But worship is about a lifestyle. It is not about necessarily getting the song right or getting the right note or getting everything just right with the music. It is about a lifestyle that as you begin to open your mouth, then the presence of God will proceed out of it. Why? Because you have spent quality time in the presence of God. And when you open your mouth and you begin to sing, when you begin to sing all those things that you have rehearsed, and you've practiced and you've gone forth. But when you begin to sing, then it's like 
when you are likened unto an athlete, you know, it's that it factor. You know, you've practiced all your skills and all of that, but then that intangible comes into play. That thing that you cannot prepare for, but that thing that you do all the other things and just hope that, okay, when the game is on, it just kicks in that it factor. Well, the it factor for us is that presence of God that is no, that is always in us, but that presence of God that would like to rest up on us everywhere we go because that's what God wants to do. God wants to be involved in every integral part of our being, of our life. And a way that he can do that is through worship. And as a worship leader would get up on a Sunday morning or whenever they're leading worship and they would begin to pray, what you should see, as I was saying, is what takes place when they are in their private time with the Lord. As they begin to raise their hand, as they begin to open their mouth, as they begin to cry out before the Lord, as they begin to do that, what you are witnessing is what takes place in their private worship time with the Lord. Because that's where we practice before the Lord. We go and we rehearse before the Lord. And the Bible says something like, when you pray in secret, then he will reward you openly. When you spend time in God's presence in your prayer closet in the secret, then what will happen is when you go before the Lord and worship him, then what you've done in secret will come forth in your worship. Lord, I've obeyed you. But more than obey you, Lord, I trust you and I have faith in you that even where I've missed you, your blood covers me. Your blood covers me. We will pick this up next week. We will pick this up next week. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for worship. We thank you that your word, there's nothing like it. And, Father, we honor you and we bless you this day. As we go forth, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Pastor Ted Payton, Grace Through Faith Worship Center, saying thank you for listening, and we will be with you again next week, the same time and place here, and we're going to continue to talk about worship. Worship. There is nothing like worship before the Lord. We just bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, everybody. This is Pastor Ted Payton saying good evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.